Hello and welcome to episode 141 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and with me, I have one half of the whole crew, Ricardo Benavides is with us. Ricardo, say hello to the people. Hello, people. How's it going, man? It's going great, yeah. And I think that would be a third of the crew since Brandon, there's a Well, trio you guys, I guess half of the co-hosts. Right oh, oh, half of the co-hosts. My bad. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, you know how. Yeah, but it is, yeah. Yeah. One third of the crew is missing. Anyway, um, no, I'm glad you were able to make it down to do this. Um, you know, you put yeah, this, thanks for accommodating You put this uh, podcast as a priority, unlike some other people. Um, who are probably playing basketball right now, but uh, hey, that's neither here nor there. We are we're here for uh, for another great episode, and I'm very oh, yeah. excited about this one. Um, we'll we'll get to our guest here in a minute uh, and who that is. But uh, Ricardo, I went um, speaking of Brandon, I went to uh, Brandon Sons. Uh, Brandon Sun Riders football game, seventh grade football game on Saturday. Yeah, with uh, with my neighbor Mike, who uh, is uh, I, I do a podcast with him as well called The Line to Gain Show about football. Anybody want to check that out? Get at it, Line to Gain. Anywhere you uh, listen to podcasts, just like this podcast, you can hear anywhere. And if you could like, rate, review, we would appreciate all of that. Uh, it's all it's all under the Live to Walk Again podcast network, but um, we go out to a football like a little league football game that's you know in the local high school around here, and my neighbor is just shocked that at the lack of accessibility, like the only it so this high school it's it's Tumwater High School in Tumwater, Washington. Um, and they have literally you have like the the stands are up pretty it's like a almost like second story stand so you have to go up this huge long ramp and you end up at the top of these stairs like in the way there's like no way to be out of of the walking path of everybody coming up the stairs like if they go down to get um, snacks or just if they're coming up into the stands to watch uh, watch the game so you're in the way there's a two garbage cans like on either side of you it's just like the worst possible uh you know area to sit it just was terrible um but we so we ended up going down and sitting kind of like next to the field uh at one end of the stadium and all of a sudden a kid gets hit by a cheap shot and just goes motionless laying on the field like they they run over you know they're they're checking and like they're on their phones trying to call 911 i couldn't believe there was no ambulance, ambulance there, at the yeah. game like waiting on standby just in case and they it took like ambulance like 45 minutes to get there uh, the fire truck was there pretty quick and they were able to come over and kind of check on him but i had no like you couldn't i i did not see this kid move didn't see his feet move nothing for 45 minutes and we're like terrifying we're like 20 feet away it was it was the most terrifying thing uh and just like i just felt sick like i was like ghost white it was terrible like so this was a kid on the other team no it was on brandon it was on, on brandon's uh writer's team, team. Yeah. on writer's team and he uh, got hit a cheap shot and that was like the third cheap shot this kid that was on the other uh, was on the team that uh Riders team was playing should be like kicked out of the league for what he was doing to this kid um and it was like the fourth time he finally like hit him and he fell in a way that like kind of landed on his neck and i i was terrified i thought for sure this kid had a, a spinal cord injury it was not a good feeling at all and uh and it was weird i was wearing my gridiron heroes t-shirt that um you know our guys down there in, in texas are oh right uh, yeah, they yeah do like help help kids that get hurt playing high school football and I, I mean i assume they probably help kids in little league as well but uh yeah it was it was just not a good not a good feeling at all man yeah so you know um the boys you know they played football through high school right. oh wait yeah. real quick and but so ambulance gets there they finally they like sit him up and i'm just like what are you doing? And they had to like take his face mask off to pull his helmet off, like cut his Jersey off of him, cut his shoulder pads off of him. 
the fire department did while they were waiting for the ambulance to get there. And then all of a sudden they just like sit him up and I'm just like, that's probably not a good idea. Uh, and then I see his leg move a little bit. And so he, uh, and he is okay. He got to go home. He had to write, he went, they took him to the hospital for testing and stuff, but um, he was able to. Was he knocked out? Unconscious? I, I'm not even sure what, I think he, he had a, um, his, it was some kind of neck injury, but like, thank God it wasn't, uh, wasn't a spinal cord injury. So. Well, the boys um, really enjoyed playing football, you know, through um, junior high and high school. Right. And, um, you know, you, you hear about stingers all the time. And they were linemen, you know, offensive linemen, defensive linemen. And, right. uh, you know, I said, did you guys ever have that? And they go, all the time. And I go, well, why didn't you tell me? And yeah. they go, because well, we knew you wouldn't let us play. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, you're damn right I wouldn't let you play. But what are you thinking? Right. You know, he go, they go, well, yeah, there'd be days where they couldn't move their left arm the yeah. next day. You know, they couldn't raise it up. It would be all tingly. And mm-hmm. it was all from, uh, you know, bad head-on-head hits or, you know, right. getting shoved down and stomped on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I remember getting, like, I, I probably, I, you know, I only really played, I, I played when I was a freshman and then junior and senior year. And I probably had five concussions in those three years. But, like, back, you know, in, yeah. in the late 90s, it was just like, I'll shake it off, like quit being a baby or whatever just get back out there so um yeah it's a lot different now but still like and i couldn't believe like the kid didn't even get a foul called on him for for taking a cheap shot on this kid and it, it was just very uh yeah like thurston county it was youth, disappointing thurston county youth football league needs to do better yeah that's all i know yeah um but yeah, you know. Um, anyway, switching gears a little bit to uh, to our guest today, I'm I'm so excited, man. Um, had a gentleman on named Gabriel Raffinen, who is act like it, this is the the kind of the first time we've had somebody that was this newly injured. He just got injured in April, uh, but his, his his attitude, his just kind of outlook on life, um, it is really astounding like I, I was blown away by him um like the energy like his energy is so positive and i know i say that a lot people have infectious energy but um i'm a big energy person and he just yeah he blows me away like like his outlook on life for real so um i know you heard the heard the interview um and we'll we'll get to it here in a second but yeah i mean like what what did you you uh i i know you said you thought it was a really good one as well yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed listening to uh, you guys talk, and I enjoyed his uh, outlook that he has after being injured, and how he, um, you know, I look at, you know, after I had my heart surgery and stuff as a do over, right? And you never take any day for granted, and I think mm-hmm. he uh, kind of has that same attitude, you know, and uh, he looks at it as an opportunity, like like a lot of your guests do, uh, to reinvent themselves, right? Because the old you is is different, you know, is, is there's still part of it in you, but you know, you, you, he knows that, you know, he can't do what he wants to do anymore. Like be as mobile as he was before. Yeah, exactly. And he has what did, uh, I don't want to give it all away, but he's driving already. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's got like, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he's he motivated talked about how he, he really, uh, you know, he was only in rehab for a few weeks and he kind of really exceeded expectations of, of what they were, um, what they were uh, expecting. So I think he, he was able to get out of there pretty quick and, and get back, you know, out of the, out of the hospital and back into the real world for, you know, quicker than a lot of people are. And it seems like he's adjusting really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he also talks about the, the mental aspect of things and how, um, it can be really tough and, you know, you can have anxiety attacks and you can, you can have you know, these down moments and, um, you know, it's, it, it, yeah, it was good. Like, yeah, he made a point in there and I, I called it out when he said it, that, um, you know, not trying to compare yourself to your, you know, to your able-bodied self or not, um, right. you know, your, your, uh, you know, good days. You can't say like, well, today w- you know, it was a good day, even though it was, it would have been a shitty day in my, in my walking life or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think he's, his head is in a good space and I thought, it it's it was refreshing to to hear from him and and how because i mean i 
I was well, I couldn't I wouldn't have I was in such a, a bad place six months after Miami. He's not even six months out of out well, from his injury. Well he leveraged all the tools of social media, right? Yeah. Which was pretty amazing, right? I mean, um when you were injured, um the internet was shoot, you know, was in its infancy, right? And but luckily we had it because that gave you that uh the Cygen, yeah. Yeah, the Cygen yeah. shot, you know. Uh, Aunt Lori looked it up and found, you know, that there was this experimental drug. Um, but, um, it was nothing like now. I mean, there was no Facebook, Instagram, TikToks. Um, you know, there was no YouTube out there with a bunch of people with specialized channels for people that are disabled, you know, from all levels, right. From full quads to partial, you know, um, it's amazing. It's just really amazing. And he has some pretty good goals. You know, he's not gonna, um, you know, he wants to have a really fulfilled life. Absolutely. And I mean, it sounds like he, he's heading in that direction. Um, I got to meet his, uh, his his amazing girlfriend for a second there. I mean, she was just, uh, he turned the camera around on his iPad or whatever, to, or on his uh, laptop to, so she could say hello. So she seemed very nice. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like he's got a good kind of core group of people around him as well. And, uh, you know, and he's met a lot of people in the in the community, either through social media or um, like in person, like he met our guy, Adam Lucio, uh, at the, the football game that we, we talked about, um, the, the wheelchair football uh, game down there in Tampa. So that's very cool. Um, you know, it's it's and, and he talked a lot about how the, the community is so tight knit and like not to be shy to like message somebody if you need advice or you just need somebody to talk to whatever the case may be uh which i thought was very cool so yeah he said he reached out and he said it was just a blessing that everybody just like hey yeah this is what you have to do or this is what you go through or what what have you right because yeah like you know you're going to be able to learn more from somebody else dealing with your situation than you are from uh you know even a nurse or or a um you know, therapist at a um, at a rehab facility yeah. that, that go, you know, deals with a lot of people dealing with this injury, but they still don't know exactly what it's like. So, and that's what's uh, so valuable about uh, the twins, right? Ashley uh, and Nikki. Yeah, Ashley yeah. and Nikki. Right? They share it. They're raw, you know, mm-hmm. and they put it out there for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, let's uh, let's get to this interview, and we will talk to you guys on the other side. Yep, sounds good. All right, this week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, we are excited to visit with a new acquaintance, Gabriel Raffinen. Uh, He's a gunshot survivor, a spinal cord injury advocate, and a spinal cord injury survivor. Uh, Gabriel, welcome to the show, man. Excited to to visit with you, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I know we uh, we, we connected on Instagram and um, you know, we've never really had somebody um, that that's been so newly injured um, as you are on the show. But I thought it would be great to kind of hear from your, you know, that perspective of somebody that's like newly injured like this quickly after um, after injury. So, so tell us your story, Gabriel, about you know how how did you actually get injured and 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 when did that happen? Yeah, man. So I can tell you vividly, April nineteenth, nine o'clock. Um, it was one of my one of my homeboys. One of my homeboys had set up a uh, a robbery um, on me, and um, coming down the stairs, man, I see two people two people rush me from the right hand side, man. Um, I start getting stabbed. Um, they were trying to take some. They were trying to take a backpack off of me. Had some money in it, right? Boom! I pull my firearm out to shoot to defend myself. Obviously, you know what I mean. Um, and as I turn around, I get shot twice in the belly. So I fall to the ground, um, start crawling from my firearm um, as they're still trying to wrestle this thing off of me. And um, as, I, as I'm inching for my firearm, bro, I get shot twice in the back. Boom, boom. You know what I mean? Laying flat down on my belly on the, in, the, in the street. You know what I mean? In my apartment complex. Um, I somehow miraculously flipped myself around and I knew something was wrong when I was trying to get myself up and my legs weren't working. They weren't responding at all. You know what I mean? So that's when I knew something was wrong. Um, I instantly knew I was paralyzed. You know what I mean? Like there's, there was no if, ands or buts about it. I couldn't get myself up no matter what. So yeah, man, I'm, I mean, I'm a real, at this point, I mean, I, I just try to advocate 
gun violence, gun safety, you know what I mean? Um, watch who you're around, keep, watch your company, watch the company you keep. Um, and, and yeah, man, I mean, that's, that's how I got injured. So, you know, after, so you get shot, like the, you know, the, how quick before the, I mean, do you lose consciousness? Like how quick before an ambulance well, I gets got, there? I, I, the, the total, I got shot four times total. Um, luckily I lived in a pretty good complex where all my neighbors came outside, came from rushing outside. You know what I mean? Um, started holding pressure on my wounds. Um, miraculously, somehow the ambulance got there in about three minutes. I don't know how, but they were quick. Um, got me up on the flatboard, asked me what my name was, my mother's name, my mother's phone number. And apparently I, I flatlined for about a minute because I lost so much blood. You know what I mean? I lost consciousness. Um, you know what I mean? And that, dude, that was about the scariest minute of my life. I'll tell you that right now. That was, it was rough. It was rough. Um, I mean, it wasn't scary as per se. Um, I saw death or whatever, but I, I definitely saw like my, I saw my, I saw an image of my great grandmother. I saw an image of my uncle. I started wow. seeing flashbacks of when I was a child, you know what I mean? So like this lasted for about a minute, but I was like subconsciously conscious, you know what I mean? So I just heard the charge and boom, you know what I mean? They brought me back and started rubbing my chest like crazy. You know what I mean? They would not let me go back to sleep. Cause the first thing you, the first thing you do when you, when you've experienced pain is you want to close your eyes and go to sleep. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that's, um, they told me not to do that. They, they kept, they did everything they could to keep me awake, man. So. Wow. And so what level uh, spinal cord injury did you end up suffering? So I am a T10 complete. Uh, no, T12 complete. I apologize. T12 complete. But they had to fuse from my T10 to about my S2, I believe. So I got I got a, two, two good sized rods in my back. Okay. And so, you know, I'm always, you know, we've we've had quite a few people that are victims of gun gun violence that have, have suffered spinal cord injuries as a result on the show. And, um, you know, I'm always interested in like how how quickly are you able, I mean, cause obviously they're going to deal with the, the gunshot and the stab wounds and stuff first yeah. before they're able to, you know, get you, you know, work, working on your spinal cord, I guess. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, what, what was the process like you, you're in the hospital, like how, how long before, you know, they were, did they have to do, you know, before they were able to get in there and do the fusion and, and put the rods yeah. in, um, and then before you're able to, I guess, eventually go to, go to rehab after that. So yeah, like what was kind of the timeline, um, after the, after the robbery and, and shooting and stabbing. So I remember being rushed to the hospital, right. Um, I was a trauma, trauma one. Um, so when I got there, dude, there were like 10, 12 doctors around me, you know what I mean? Like RNs, CNAs, whatever, just everybody around me trying to figure out, yo, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. Um, I guess the first thing they did was ended up taking me, I guess, for like a CT, I believe, um, to, or I don't know, x-ray CT or MRI, one of the three, um, just to see what they were dealing with. And that's when they put me under and they did the trauma on my belly. When my, when, when I got shot twice in the belly, six things got hit, um, my stomach, my appendix, my liver, my kidney, my pancreas. Um, my ribs were bruised like all hell, my lung. Um, so they had to do an X lap on my stomach, um, just to see what got nicked. You know what I mean? Cause these, these bullets played ping pong inside of me. There was no exit wounds. So they were in there. Um, so yeah, they had to do the X lap. Um, woke up nine hours later, confused as hell. You know what I mean? Um, and they tried to do everything they could to keep me still, keep me, you know what I mean? Keep me stable. Um, they wanted to see how my body reacted to the trauma of my frontal. What sort of surprised me was it took them a week to do my neuro, my, my, my spinal fusion. I didn't get it done till next week, till the week after. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know why it took them so long. But, um, yeah, the first week, man, I was so drugged up. So uh, they had they had me on dilated through an IV you know what I mean I was a zombie bro I was a zombie um but it took them a week to do my spinal fusion and that sort of sort of threw me off you know what I mean especially since my spine is so unstable you know what I mean but um 
yeah man i mean even the emt told me he was like bro this is not looking good like you look paralyzed you know what i mean so i already knew from the jump um i was paralyzed but um yeah i mean i got, I got my spinal fusion done i would want to say like five six days after my after my initial um trauma to my stomach so as much of it as you remember in between i guess like the initial injury and when they were mm-hmm. able to do the spine fusion did they like just make you stay try to keep you kind of sedated so you just stayed still and yeah. weren't, like trying to move around with that yeah yeah so they wanted to see how my body reacted um to the trauma on my stomach because a lot was done you got to understand through an x lap they take they took out a lot of my organs man and inflated them to see where the nicks were at you know what i mean like what needed to be patched and blah 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 um so the first three days they gave me about a 30 percent chance of survival just because of how much trauma was done you know what i mean right so i think their standpoint they wanted to keep me as drugged up and sedated and calm as possible and still you know what i mean um but they were very adamant about turning every two hours and and you know what i mean all that stuff because obviously pressure wounds and and, and i didn't I, I didn't take it seriously till now but pressure wounds are a very serious thing man yeah very serious and they can escalate very quickly right so yeah you know, for sure so you, you uh-huh. dealt with a little bit of that now like you've, yeah you've I'm, I'm dealing with it currently i'm dealing with it currently and it's yeah. it's not fun at all <laughs> no definitely not man definitely not um yeah well good good luck with uh healing up from that um you know i'm i'm always curious um and i always ask everybody kind of transitioning from so I guess at that point, then, you know, what, what, I guess, before I asked the question, I was just going to ask, what, where did you, so how long before you get into rehab and are able to start, um, you, you know, getting kind of getting the tools to be able to, to get home and, and get back to your, your as close to a normal of a life as you can, can live now with a spinal cord injury. Yeah, man. Um, so in the hospital, I remember, uh, the first two weeks I was on the, uh, I call it a coconut bag, the coconut milk. Um, I was on the nutrient bag. I couldn't eat, couldn't nothing just because of everything done in my stomach. Right. Couldn't eat. I had an NG tube, JP drain. Um, what was the NG tube was down my throat. Yep. JP drain. I had a, um, catheter in, like stuck inside of me. You know what I mean? So um, for the first two weeks, I wasn't eating at all, man. I was eating ice chips. I was begging for ice chips, even sweet tea. You know what I mean? Like something that wasn't, um, the nutrient bag. So once I was healed up enough, they started getting me on soft foods and then they started getting me on a little bit of protein. And then they started getting me on a little bit more and then blah, blah, blah. Um, the timeline from when I was in the hospital to shipped off four hours away to rehab, three weeks, maybe give or take okay. three weeks in the hospital. Um, two to like two and a half, three weeks, I would say. Um, and then that's when I got sent over to Brooks rehab in Jacksonville and man, this a major shout out to them. They gave me all the tools necessary, anything they could have given me, they did give me, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Rehab is aggressive. Inpatient rehab is aggressive, man. Three hours, four hours a day of just doing stuff. You know what I mean? And you got to understand, I'm fresh off an injury. All I want to do is just rest. You know what I mean? They're like, nah, nah. And I was the type of person, man, I never said no in rehab. Yo, nine in the morning, eight in the morning. Yo, let's do this. All right, all right, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, um, I never said no because, I mean, at the end of the day, I've seen people in there for two, three months, just rotting away. You know what I mean? I want to get the hell out of here. I want to learn everything I possibly can to equip myself for the future and what my future holds. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I would say three weeks and then I transitioned to a inpatient rehab there for about another three weeks as well. Okay. So they only gave you about three weeks of inpatient rehab then that's, that's yeah, I mean, but dude, I advanced very quickly. I, I, I started picking up on everything I learned. I mean, within the second day, I learned how to transfer, you know what I mean? I learned, um, how to stretch, how to get dressed, how to, um, bathe myself. You know what I mean? Like transfers was really the main thing that I wanted to focus on, 
but they gave me all the tools necessary. You know what I mean? Told me about pressure wounds, educational stuff, um, how I need to move around and, and what I'm limited to and everything. So um, shout out to Brooks Rehab, man. They, they did a phenomenal job. I can't, I can't say nothing bad about them. Yeah, I've heard good things about them. And, and that must have been tough, though, going, you know, four hours away from home to yeah, to man. rehab and like, you know, for people being able to get there and back to, to visit you and whatnot. Yeah. So. so so my thing was my thing was, I mean, there was definitely rehabs closer, but um, I realized in the hospital, so many people kept coming to see me every day that I was just I was just tired of seeing people, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I was just tired of seeing my friends asking what happened and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I figured, let me just go four hours away and um, and just lock in. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have no distractions. And um, right. shout out to my girlfriend, man. She was the only one that was there. I mean, my mother was there for a day or two, but my girlfriend stayed throughout the whole duration, man. Shout out wow. to her. She, she dropped everything she was doing here in Tampa and went straight to Jacksonville. So... Oh, that's that's amazing man that's amazing um yeah so what what kind of you know a big a big thing with this injury that i think like people from the outside that haven't experienced it or don't know uh mm -hmm. what what spinal cord injuries are all about like kind of you know they see the physical injury but they don't know about kind of the mental you know toll that yeah. it takes on you right so yeah, yeah. So were you able to get into, I mean, did, I know when I was in the hospital, like, you know, 20 plus years ago, they had, they had us doing um, kind of counseling services or like mental health, health services, like just coming, come, coming in and definitely. talking to us. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, you're hundred percent right. People don't see the mental aspect of it and we try to cover it up because we don't want people feeling sorry for it. I mean, at least I don't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, um, but mental health is definitely a huge thing. I went through a really dark phase because I thought my life was over. You know what I mean? Like, and my life is just starting, bro. We, the thing about a spinal, the thing about any injury period is you get something a lot of people don't get, and that's a fresh start. You know what I mean? You get to reinvent yourself. You get to redefine yourself. You get to, you know what I mean? Whatever you want to do. Um, mental health was definitely a huge thing for me. Um, I, I definitely had counselors, um, psychiatrists, just, you know what I mean? Not really pitying me, just asked me how I felt and what I felt and gave me tools and breathing treatments. And you know what I mean? Like just tools to add to my belt to where if I do have an anxiety attack or if I do get in a dark place, what I can do to pull myself out of that and so far it's worked. You know what I mean? I, I, I mean, we all have our days, obviously, especially with a spinal cord injury. You could take, I would take one of my bad days in a heartbeat right now. I'm not going to lie back then, but pre-injury, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would take one of those days in a heartbeat. Right. Um, but we all have our days, man. We all have our days, but I'm, I'm just thankful um, for all the tools that I was given to sort of ease that a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Not the end of the road. It's just the start, man. It's just, you just got to find your new normal. And, and what I got stuck on for a while was my old normal isn't my new normal. You know what I mean? Like, right. You can't compare, to, you uh, can't compare what, what a normal day today is doing compared body versus now you can't, man. There's exactly, there's no way if you do that, you're going to deep dive into depression. Yeah. You're going to deep dive into, you know what I mean? All the, all the, and, and, and this month is suicide awareness month, man. And, 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 um, spinal cord injury month as well, man. So yeah, I definitely am pushing that agenda of, um, talking about things, man. It's okay to talk. You know what I mean? It's okay to ask for help. Right. You don't have to be prideful. You don't have to, especially now, man. I mean, fresh off my injury, man. I, 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 I was one prideful person before this, you know what I mean? Before my injury. And, um, I learned to swallow my ego and just, it's okay to ask for help okay you know what i mean the fact that you like just hearing you say that at this like soon soon of a stage after your injury is 
like great to it's just great to hear because I know that was that's what that was a hold up for me for a long time after my my injury so it's it's uh I definitely salute you for being able to like kind of recognize that and and uh and, and the first thing I did man I'm not gonna lie to you when I was in the hospital man all I did was search up on YouTube freaking how to do this how to do that I I knew what I was getting into going into rehab you know what I mean when I started meeting all these people on Instagram like um shout out to wheelchair poppy you know Anthony shout out to mm-hmm. um monster wheels my boy g you know what i mean shout out to juice the ibf pro i mean the, the all these people I, I was in contact with you know what i mean and they gave me tools that um people who have been, have been injured for eight or ten years know you know what i mean so right. for me to know this this early in my stage you know what i mean i um i use those tools and told myself i don't want to be in a depression state for a year or two i don't want to just sit around and rot for a year or two you know what I mean I want to take this head on um so that's what I did man I mean it it was a lot easier said than done don't get it wrong but um I just took that and ran with it yeah no that that's that's great I'm happy to hear that um you know what I'm curious so what was it like for you you know like being this this close to the injury still like what was the transition like for you coming back home after this injury? I mean, are you still living in the same place where you were shot at and all this stuff? Or did you have to move somewhere else? I I got the second I, the second I got shot, man, I, I called my apartment complex. I'm like, yo, I'm breaking this lease. I don't care what you guys say. I am not going back in this place. I don't want to see this place ever again. Nothing. You know what I mean? So fresh out of rehab, inpatient rehab. Um, I went to my mother's house. Um, she shout out to her as well, man. She, uh, she was the one who handled all the logistics for me. You know what I mean? The the phone calls, the endless phone calls, and the the doctors, the urologist, the nurse, the 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 pain doctor. The it's a lot. It's a insurance, lot. Insurance, all that. Insurance, blah blah blah. And it just so happened that I was turning twenty six, so my insure, my I was under my mother's insurance for a while, and um, she was gonna, they were gonna drop me because I turned twenty six. Um, luckily she made some phone calls and got me extended out. So my coverage is still good. Um, so yeah, I mean, after rehab, I went to my mother's house, um, with my girlfriend. Um, unfortunately, you know what I mean? Um, it didn't really work out and I I moved out of my mother's house at 18. It was for a reason. You know what I mean? Love my mother to death. Can't live with her. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I stayed over there for a little bit and then ended up getting my own apartment um, with my girlfriend now. So, um, living pretty independently, um, shout out to her. She helps me out with anything that I need. You know what I mean? But I mean, I'm pretty independent. I would say about like 80%. I mean, I'm driving already. Um, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, I was, my, my friends were telling me like my, my spinal cord friends are like, bro, I didn't start driving until like a year or two after, you know what I mean? Like, so I took everything head on, man. And the transition, it was pretty smooth for the most part. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I remember. So Gabriel, I remember when I came out of the hospital, like I, I spent like three months in, in rehab, um, which I know I'm a, I'm a much higher level injury than you are, but um, you know, coming out of the hospital, like kind of the bubble of the hospital, was just a you know mess with your mind a little bit because like you know when you're in there like you know like if anything goes wrong there's like a team of medical people you got a call you got a call button you got a call button yeah exactly so um you know did you have some kind of like apprehension or some nerves coming home after after being in there because i guess you were only in there for for a few weeks but my anxiety was kicking i'm not gonna lie to you and they told me in there time and time again the real world's different. The real world is different. Right. Um, you're not going to have that, like you said, team behind you. You're not going to have that doctor checking on you every day. You're not going kind of, yeah. to have those three square meals a day anymore. You're not going to have, you know what I mean? Um, people to help you blah, 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 whatever the case may be. Um, my, my fear was the hospital atmosphere whether it's hospital rehab whatever that becoming my new normal you know what I mean that that was my fear yeah Um, so I tried as hard as I could to not try to get too used to it 
because I know eventually I would be heading home. You know what I mean? So even bathing in rehab, I was doing it myself. You know what I mean? I was transferring into the bench myself. I was bathing myself. Um, I mean, even getting dressed, I was doing that myself. You know what I mean? Um, transferring into the wheelchair, I was doing that myself. The only thing they were, they were truly helping me with was um, my catheter and my bowel program. Because that, that right there, those two things was a really meant, it was a really hard mental hump to get over. I mean, yeah. you're used to peeing and using the bathroom regularly. You know what I mean? Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, dude, I got to time this thing. I got to, like, what? I'm urinating on myself? Like, damn. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. And, and changing out of these hospital gowns and putting on a new one and blah, blah, blah. And it's a lot. It was a lot. But um, I tried to not let that become my new normal. Um, coming out, dude, it was a bunch of anxiety just to car ride home. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I got it. I don't have a hospital bed that goes up and down anymore. I got to transfer onto my bed. That's sort of high. Like I got to do this. You know what I mean? I, there's no if, ands or buts. I have to, I took it head on. I took everything head on. So um, that's I'm, great. I'm grateful that I'm that strong willed and mentally strong. Um, because I, I, I say, I say it to a lot of people, man, who don't understand this can either make or break a person. This absolutely. can, this can absolutely destroy you. Or it could be one of the best things that ever happened to you. Yeah, no, it's it that that's a true statement, man. I've I've talked to a number of people that are like, you know, I'm I'm blessed that I that this happened to me because I, you know, whatever the case, I, you're you able know, to re- you're able to reinvent yourself. That and exactly. and that goes to, to my old to, to my to my saying before, man. You're able to have a fresh start that not many people have. It's just a different way that's really all it is you know what i mean absolutely absolutely um you know i i know like the first time we kind of connected on instagram and and chatted back and forth a little bit um you know but my w- one of my first questions for you after you you told me about how you were injured was you know if they caught the guy or the the people that that ended up robbing you and shooting you and stabbing you and at the time they hadn't, but you said, you know, they kind of knew who it was, but hadn't caught them yet. And then a few days ago, uh, you let me know that, that the, I guess the DA there and uh, you're, and you're still in Tampa, right? Yeah. Yeah. You said the DA there in Tampa had, um, contacted you and that they had finally caught the guy. And so, um, my, I guess my first question is coming home, knowing that somebody tried to kill you basically. Like what, I mean, what, and that they were still out there on the loose, like what, I mean, what kind of a, you know, mental block was that? I mean, that must've been a, that must've been something else. Uh, it was a lot. Um, I mean, at first when I went to my mother's house, um, I wasn't in Tampa. She doesn't live in Tampa. Um, okay. She's about 30 minutes out. You know what I mean? But guess what? All my doctor's appointments are in Tampa. All my friends are still in Tampa. Everything's still in Tampa. So the first couple of weeks, man, I just wanted to avoid Tampa at all costs. You know what I mean? I'm not going to lie to you. Um, just because, like you said, I didn't know who did it. My shooter could be walking around me for all I know. You know what I mean? So, I mean, going out in public was, was, real, was real tough. Um, being in Tampa for a, a long period of time was real tough. Um, you know what I mean? But I didn't want to live in fear i didn't want to you know what i mean um living in fear can trap you it can it can affect your day-to-day mood your day-to-day activities it could affect everything you know what i mean so i i chose to not live in fear anymore um and just started deep diving into okay who who would have known that i had xyz in my home at the time who knows where I live? Who knows? Blah, blah, blah. Who, who would have wanted, who would have want to do this to me? You know what I mean? Um, and I just started piecing everything together and I had an idea of who it was, you know what I mean? But it all became surreal when DA contacted me and was like, we have them. We have them. Um, yeah. What, what kind of a weight off of your shoulders was that when you got that call? And found out that they were off. Dude, the I, I feel like I lost a thousand pounds. I, I do. Um, unfortunately, there there are two more people out there. Um, 
that uh, the, the person who did this facilitated it all. My, one, of my, one of my old friends, you know what I mean? He facilitated it all. There are two more people out there that actually did shoot me, um, which in all honesty, they don't know me from a hole in the wall. They don't have any reason to retaliate against me. They don't have any, you know what I mean? Right. Um, I, I highly doubt they do. So I'm content for now. But I do want, obviously, the people who shot me in, in jail. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. But as far as the person who, who set it all up, yeah, he, uh, he got arrested, man. And he's charged with a second-degree attempted murder, um, robbery, $20,000 or more with, with a firearm, um, great bodily harm. And um, he was also charged with uh, aggravated assault with deadly weapon, great bodily harm. So mm. looking at... Looking at some some serious some serious stuff there, man. Oh, thank God he's off the streets, man, and that you know you at least can get a little bit of. Uh, it's a little bit of closure. A little bit, yeah, it's a little bit of closure. Um, I don't ever. I mean, I I truly think one day I'll be able to get full closure from this, but I still live with it in my mind every time, every now and then. You know what I mean? But I just use that as motivation to show not this person, but show the world that I'm not done. And this is only the start. You guys tried to kill me and I'm still here. You know what I mean? Like God bless God. Yeah, no doubt, man. I can't, I mean, I can only imagine like that's, you know, they say gunshots are the, the, are like the second leading cause I think of spinal cord injury. I think first one, first ones are car accidents or something like that. I mean, gunshots gunshots are definitely up there. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm a real advocate for gun violence. I, I mean, listen, I, I have your two A rights all you want, but do it the right way. You know what I mean? Um, it's your, it's your right as a United States citizen to carry a firearm. You know what I mean? You have that right, but putting guns in the wrong people's hands ends up with this. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. Yeah. Wait, I, I, I should, uh, I got to connect you with, uh, my guy Art Renowitzki out in California, man. He's a uh, he's a big gun rights or gun uh, you know gun violence gun advocate. advocate. Is that yeah, um so. is that anti anti inspiration anti inspiration Art, or Art the inspiration, yeah. Art inspiration, yeah. Yeah. Um, I see what he does, man, and I, bro, kudos to him, man. I wish I, I I truly hope I'm able to have as much of an impact as he does one day. You know what I mean? And yeah. the the amount of people who are inspirational and have foundations and whatever the case may be for spinal cord injuries bro it's truly astonishing and truly beautiful it's a beautiful thing you know what i mean like how there's a community how there's you know what i mean like if you if you reach out to somebody on instagram nine times out of ten they're not going to respond to you but if a spinal cord injury person reaches out to a spinal cord injury person you're more than likely going to get a response you know what i mean yeah yeah the community man is it's it's a it's a beautiful thing and and yeah like everybody supports each other and 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 it's not i'm sure it wasn't even on your radar before your injury right like you probably not like the furthest thing from your mind but like yeah seeing it um you know yeah the, the the community definitely definitely uh rises up for one another and and really i i deep i deep dive into it man i I, at first i was just reaching out to people for advice you know what i mean just using their videos as inspiration you know what i mean If, if you can do this i can do this um but when i realized about how much of a community there was Dude, I, grew, I joined like five Facebook groups, man. I asked, yo, what, how do I make my bowel program easier? How do I calm my nerve pain down? How do I, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and anybody, everybody's willing to respond and, and chip in and give their two cents. You know what I mean? Um, dude, I, I didn't realize how big of a, of, a, of a community there is, man. And it's crazy. It blows my mind. It's astonishing. Yeah, it, it's amazing for sure. Um, you know, yeah, I wanted to, I just have a couple questions left for you, Gabriel. I wanted to know what, um, you know, it seems like you have a g- good group of, of friends and, and family. And, and, you know, I know you have your, your beautiful girlfriend that you live with. Like, wh- what did those people mean to you in, in your recovery so far? Like, how, how, how was their support? Um, how did that kind of help you get through, I guess? It definitely, it definitely gave me 
some fuel just because um all the all, all these people telling me um like my close group of friends are like yo we love you yo like if you ever need anything you know, you know what i mean like they helped me move into my apartment man uh do you think i can lift up and and, and mount a tv is <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. um i had a group of like seven people eight people helping me out move man you know what i mean so that's my awesome. friend my friend group is is definitely um a core of why i was able to progress so quickly um right. you know what i mean like they they're nothing but supportive man you know what i mean if i got to if i got a step to get into a house they'll carry me in if i got a dude i had one of my one of my homeboys is a um a promoter for a club and they're on the third floor with no elevator so guess what? He makes it happen, man. He gets somebody to throw me over their shoulder and carry my wheelchair up there. And you know what I mean? We'll make it means, but we'll make it happen by any means necessary. That's, um, that's fantastic. It's, man. A, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. Um, you know what I mean? My, my, my support system is there, man. And my girlfriend, dude, I can't stress enough how, how supportive she's been, man. I mean, not to get too X-rated here, but she's literally cleaned up my shit. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one of the things, man, that we have to deal with with this injury, you know, and and, the, and our loved ones and the people around us. I mean, yeah, like you're. She's dude. She's literally cleaned up my shit, bro. She's been there on the worst days. She's been there on the best days, um, and it's taken a toll on her as well, man. Her whole life has changed. You know what I mean? She went from an able-bodied boyfriend to oh shit, now I gotta help him. You know, I was I was very independent before this. You know what I mean? I didn't need help with nothing, um. But my support system, man, God bless. And I'm just such in a grateful position to where I could focus on my recovery and focus on my day-to-day things, you know what I mean? Without really having to stress all the other stuff because, dude, she packs a freaking bag for me. Yo, you got your catheters, you got your pills here, you got an extra pair of boxers, you you know what I mean? Like, right. it, dude, she's amazing. Um, and and my mother for making the phone calls and whatever I whatever got to get handled, you know what I mean. Um, so I was real able to focus on my recovery, and I and it's just I'm not gonna lie to you, it's a, it's it's harder without a support system, but it definitely can still be done. Don't feel discouraged if you don't have that, you know what I mean. That great of a support system, you can do it, man. You can do it. It's 100% doable. Nothing in this nothing in this life is is not you can't you're not able to do you know what i mean you can do whatever you put your mind to but God, that's a good message man it's a really good message yeah don't don't give up because there, there were a lot of people in rehab. there were a lot of people in inpatient rehab man who i saw didn't really have a support system like that you know what i mean and what i did i took it upon myself to befriend them you know what i mean because a smile can take you a long way a good conversation can take you a long way it could put you in a different headspace you know what i mean it, it's it, it all first starts mental you know what I mean? If your mental shuts down, your whole body shuts down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. I'm just no, grateful. I couldn't agree more, man. And, and yeah, anybody that's listening that doesn't have a support system, I like like we were just talking about, I said, you know, you just got to seek it, it out some a, of these it groups. It takes a little bit more. That's all it does. It takes a little bit more. Yeah. But you're going to thank yourself in the future because you know you can get through that. You can get through anything. If you can get through the mental hump, you can get through anything, man. Anything, anything you put your mind to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I advise all those people. Yeah. Get involved with some of the groups, like you mentioned, the Facebook groups that are out there, the, you know, follow people on Instagram that that there's a million people out here on Instagram that are. Bro, I was, I was over here talking to people in inpatient rehab on on Instagram. My girl would text, who are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? You know what I mean? Just like, yo, I'm talking to people that that you know what I mean that are that that are spinal cord injuries as well man and you know what I mean like I said a conversation can go a long way a conversation can put you in a different headspace be kind to others man and and like I said I mean if you're if you don't have a support system like that talk to people man it's okay talk to people talk reach out for help you know what I mean there's always somebody there for you yeah absolutely and then like we said you know like the people in this community are so tight-knit like they're going to respond to you. They're going to, they're going to give you help, like whatever they can give you advice. So, um, and and that kind of leads me to the last question I had for you, uh, Gabriel is I just am, you know, you're, you're working towards being a, you're, you're, you are a spinal cord injury advocate. I mean, we all kind of are at this, you know, like once you have this injury, like what else are you going to do? Right. But, 
Um, you know, what are you hoping to accomplish? Cause I know like, so we have the live to walk again foundation where we're trying to get some, some gyms built, um, that are, are for people dealing with disabilities. Um, you know, what, what do you, what's your focus, I guess, in, in your spinal cord injury advocacy? I mean, as far as advocacy, man, I mean, obviously the, the long-term goal is to have a foundation and to, cause bro, this, this stuff can get expensive, man. This stuff can get right. real expensive. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who rely on SSI or SSDI now because of their injury, you know what I mean? Or there's a lot of people that aren't able to do the job that they had prior to this injury, you know what I mean? So my end game is that, um, obviously to have a foundation and set up, um, you know what I mean? Grants and stuff like that for people who want to play sports, you know what I mean? Those sports chairs ain't cheap, right. you know what I mean? Or, um, sending out supplies if I can if I'm able to you know what I mean or just yeah. whatever the case may be to, to, to assist people last thing I want people to worry about with this is financial wise that's the last thing I want people to worry about you know right. what I mean um I also do want to open up some like some type of adaptive gym here in Florida um because there's not a whole lot there's not a whole lot you know what I mean I see these gyms in Texas Texas is a very big um, spinal cord advocate state. I mean, their freaking governor has a spinal cord injury for God's right. sake. You know what I mean? Um, I want to build something like that out here. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because there is a big community as well out here with spinal cord injury people. It just sort of goes swept under the rug. Um, we have a, uh, a football team here, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers football team. We have a basketball team. You know what I mean? So there are people out here with spinal cord injuries. Yeah. I want to open up a gym, um, open up. I want to advocate for things being more accessible out here. You know what I mean? Like um, it gets swept under the rug, man. The, I mean, there's a, there's a big community with disabled, with, with people with disabilities. You know what I mean? And it goes unspoken. It goes unspoken 100%. Um, and I definitely want to advocate for that. Well, and I'm sure being down in Florida, I mean, it, it goes beyond even just, by, I mean, there's, you know, there's so many, like, I'm sure the elderly population down there is way higher than it is most other places. So this is a retirement state, man. So yeah, yeah. So you guys, I mean, like the mobility, mobility issues, like it's not like spinal cord injuries, obviously aren't the only mobility issue. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's great. Um, and that made me think something you're, you know, when you talked about uh, how expensive uh, sports chairs are, have you gotten a chance to try any? Um, I, I definitely networked. Uh, I actually went to, they actually had a football tournament down here um, in Tampa. We hosted. Um, oh, I saw, I saw you, uh, you and Adam. Uh, I was, I was chopping it up with Adam, me and yeah, Adam. Adam's man. a good we, dude, we man. Sat the, we sat on the river walk. I was, I was talking to, um, um, Zach too. He's he's another um uh person with a disability. Um, talking to Taylor. You know what I mean. All these guys. I, I actually I actually just uh me and uh Adam and Taylor are talking about. I'm gonna try to get both of those guys on to uh, talk about yeah. that football league and just kind of how oh, they got yeah. involved in it and stuff. So yeah, that's cool, man. Bro, that's when I see, bro, I'm stuff. not gonna lie to you. When I seen this with my own eyes, these pretty, guys, it, it looks these it looks great. Are, bro, it's intense, bro. Like That's people awesome. flying out of their chairs, freaking people going backwards. I'm like, yo, what the heck? Like, what's going on? It's like, it just looks like freaking bumper carts with wheelchairs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this shit is crazy. Yeah, um, it looks nuts, so for, man. For, for me to see that, man, that just gave me inspiration and motivation to want to do it myself as well, man. Because at the end of the day, you got to understand what a spinal cord injury, right? You can damn near multiply your age times three. Um, with how your body's affected you know what i mean you gotta stay moving you gotta stay you gotta stretch you gotta blase you gotta do all that you know what i mean because yeah. bone density is a big thing that we gotta worry about um i saw like within 10 years of an, a spinal cord injury that you have a 30 percent chance of breaking something and not even knowing it you know what i mean so you definitely got to stay active everybody i follow on instagram that has a spinal cord injury man i swear to god they're buff as hell yeah. you know what i mean you're upper body is essentially your lifeline at this point you know what i mean right. so i um i definitely was inspired to want to do that um like you said i mean i'm so early to my recovery man and just for me to even think about sports to me blows my mind 
you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I've seen, like I said, I've seen, I've talked to people that are a year or, or, or eight, 10 years into their injury, man. They were like, dude, I was in depression for the first year or two. I was stuck. You know what I mean? So I refuse to do that. I refuse to, I choose to fight every day. Um, and um, yeah, man, I mean, the sports thing, dude, it, it blew my mind, bro. Like, and I just started deep diving into what can be like people who are disabled in sports. There's weightlifters. There's freaking um, basketball. I just, I just actually posted. Football. Yeah, I just posted a podcast with uh, Garrison Red, who's a. Garrison Red, shout out to him too, yeah, man. He's, he's, he's a paralyzed awesome, man. man. Dude, yeah. he's, he's great, man. He's great. And a lot of his videos inspired me as well, man. Like, cause I, 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 I could, I could relate to him. You know, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a fly dude who just wants to do fly stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he doesn't let his disability affect his style or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Cause dude, it's a lot harder to put on these clothes. It's a lot harder to put on yeah. high top sneakers. It's a lot harder to get into a Benz SUV. You know what I mean? It's, 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 and he right. didn't let that affect him. You know what I mean? Um, because at one point I was just like, dude, I was in the same clothes every day, just gym shorts, gym shorts, gym shorts. Right. It felt amazing to put on jeans for the first time. What? I was like, dude, this is dope. I know, you know exactly what, I mean? so, what you mean, man. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's amazing how these people don't let their disability affect them. They just find a way around it yeah you know what i mean like but dude that football league jesus <laughs> christ yeah he, yeah he, yeah everybody stay tuned we're gonna have uh we're gonna have taylor and adam on talk about that in the near future. i saw them two guys play firsthand bro these guys don't fear nothing i, I still fear falling under my chair sometimes man you know what <laughs> i mean them, them floor transfers ain't it but i seen somebody face backwards in a wheelchair and the other guy in a wheelchair put his hand out picked him up slowly and then he grabbed onto the front of his wheelchair and got stable i'm like dude like these boys play yeah that's that's crazy man yeah i can't wait to hear more about it and uh i've seen a few videos and it looks wild so i can't wait yeah, yeah i mean shout out i'd love to, to see adam that and taylor, man shout out to adam and taylor man those boys are those boys put hell on the field man <laughs> that's great man i can't yeah i can't wait to hear a little more about it so but yeah, man. Well, hey, why don't you give your uh, your social media link so everybody can can check you out and follow in your journey? Yeah, man. Um, my Instagram handle is at wheelchair chino, uh, wheelchair and then C H uh, I N O. You can find me on there, man. That's really the main um, social media platform I'm on. Okay. If you guys got any questions? You guys got any any need any advice? I know I'm 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 early into my stage, but I have a lot of wisdom to give a lot of wisdom to give just off the simple fact of I've been soaking everything up that I've been told, you know what I mean? So I want to relay that to the new people who are feel lost, feel confused, feel down and out. You know what I mean? Like I want to give you guys that knowledge and that positivity that I received, you know what I mean? Because it goes a long way. Absolutely. Um, You guys want to, my, my, my DMs are always open, man. You guys got any concerns, any questions? I'm going to open, like I told you earlier, I'm an open book. Anything that you guys need to know, I'm willing to answer. Um, you can follow me there, man. Um, starting to try TikTok, dabble into it. It's a little weird. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's definitely a little intimidating. Um, yeah. So you can also find me on TikTok as well, Wheelchair Chino. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's my social media handles. Well, I'll, I'll definitely, uh, link those in the down in the description of the podcast everybody can check that out but gabriel raffin and man thank you so much for coming on sharing your story with me and uh and the listeners and um yeah man we'll definitely we'll catch up here in the future and and yeah like and any you ever have any questions or uh you know need any advice or anything man my my dms are always open too so anybody can reach out you can reach out what whoever man i'm 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 here for for everybody so I just wanted to take a second, man, to thank you for having me on, man, and give you your flowers um, for what you're doing, man. You're, you're definitely bringing awareness and giving people a, a, uh, a platform to do things and, and to speak out. You know what I mean? Because like I said, a lot of people don't really speak on this. Um, a lot of people feel muted. A lot of people feel 
like they're not as important you know what i mean or whatever the case may be and and you're doing a great thing man you're doing such a phenomenal thing to even somebody like me i'm bro i'm, I'm just a kid from tampa you know what i mean and now i get to speak my piece and 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 hopefully somebody out there will take from this you know what i mean um if i can affect one person's life then i'm happy you know what i mean so i just want to give you your flowers man and and, and truly thank you for having me on here man it was, a, it was a, it's a blessing it's a blessing I appreciate it, man. I, I definitely, I love doing it. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to be able to connect with people like you and, you know, Adam and Taylor and just like all the people in this community. Uh, that's what I always say, man. It's just there, there's amazing people in this community and yeah. Dude, it's I, a I network, just, man. It's a network. I'm telling you, it's a network. For um, real. And, and, and don't be scared. Anybody listening, don't be scared to reach out, man. Don't be intimidated. You get people get intimidated by numbers. When you see these people with 13, 15, blah, 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 followers, thousand followers, you know what I mean? Don't get intimidated. Reach out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Definitely. These people have a lot of wisdom to give, man. Nobody can give you more wisdom than somebody who's lived it for 8, 10, 12, 20 years. Yeah. Those, those tools can help you earlier in your recovery stage, man. I'm telling you. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I can only imagine because, like, you know, I've said a, a million times on the podcast, like, we didn't have, like, we barely had the internet when I got, you know, I got injured in the 98. Like, we barely had the internet oh, at I can that only, time, there, so. there was no, there was no Googling, oh, hey, no, what no, do I do with this or what do I do with that? You know what I mean? Or no, was, no like, social media. Yeah, no, no there was, was nothing. Phone numbers back then, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. we're, we're truly blessed. We live in an age where, dude, anybody's a, a, a few clicks away. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, don't be so, don't hesitate to reach out. Don't, I mean, ask them questions. It's okay. You know what I mean? Like anybody with a spinal cord injury is more than likely, I'll, I'll guarantee it, going to reach out and ask, answer questions for you, man. You know what I mean? Like a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, hey, thank so, you for the kind words, Gabriel. I appreciate it, man. And, and thank you for coming on, sharing your story. And, and we'll definitely be in touch, man. Yo, thank you for everything, man. Salute to you, brother. Appreciate it. Same to you, bro. Later, man. Later. All right. That was Gabriel Raffinen. I want to thank him again. Uh, Just like what an incredible guy. Like I I think he's going to do a lot of big things uh, advocating for for us all with spinal cord injuries. And and I look forward to seeing – you know, how he's growing with this with this injury unfortunately that he he sustained in a you know another case of tragic violence. yeah like just yeah he's lucky to be alive oh <laughs> getting stabbed and shot, shot like my yeah. god man yeah yeah exactly and you know and and it's no disrespect to gabriel or anyone else that's like newly injured i thought i i was it took a little bit or you not not and i don't even want to say it took a little bit I kind of was going back and forth on like, you know, how are people going to react to this? Me talking to somebody who's injured less than six months ago, like, you know, like if people that have been with this injury for 20 years are going to be like, what does he know about this? But his, after t- like once I did get to speak with him and just like messaging back and forth to them prior to our to doing the interview i thought like his mindset is is exactly what you need to have yeah exactly yeah Yeah. exactly and i was i was so pleasantly surprised (laughs) um yeah i i think he's doing doing amazing things well you know um what i liked about it is that he's working on something that not only is going to benefit people that are disabled but he's even looking forward to you know the community in florida that's a lot of aging older people down there right, right? and right. that's that's what's going to happen to our population here in the united states i mean i'm 61 uh yeah i was up on my roof today knocking down a chimney and re-roofing and everything like that but one of these days i won't be able to do that right mm. you know so yeah you know. we we spoke about that where yeah. he, when he said that you know he wants to open a gym it's like yeah well the yeah. The population in Florida is old. Like everybody, you know, everybody at some point, if you're lucky to live long enough, you're going to deal with some mobility issues. Yeah. And my big thing is worried about balance. Right. So, you know, like right now I was up on that roof and it's something I should have taken care of like 21 years ago. Right. right? But, um, you know, I was, you know, I was going to just say not one more summer. Am I going to sit that with that old chimney up there? Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was belonged to a furnace after we remodeled and, you know, it's just one of those out of sight, out of mind kind of things. So, but I wasn't going to let it go one more summer because, you know, I was thinking, you know, maybe I won't 
be as balanced, won't be as stable, you know? And so it's really important to take care of yourself that way. Yeah. Uh, no, I, that that's a that's a good point. So yeah, yeah and yeah, I wanted to to mention you know he he definitely shouted out Brooks Rehab there in Jacksonville. I've heard tons of good things about them. Um, that's where he was able to go, and I thought that was interesting. Like his perspective on you know usually when people are like I had to go to rehab four hours away from where I live, like that's tough because you're going through this crazy situation. Um, you know, and, and friends and family, it's probably way tougher for them to come visit you at that point. Uh, you know, I went to rehab at, at Good Samaritan in Puyallup, Washington, where, you know, which is one of the best um, spinal cord rehabilitation places here in, in like the Northwest. And it luckily it was closer to a lot of a lot of my family. But other than like my, you know, it was further away from my immediate family, but closer to my extended family, which was nice that you guys all were there, you know, pretty much every day somebody was there visiting me, but he made a good point. Like where he was just like, I was just focused. Yeah. He was focused on, he's like, I didn't want people, people there after a while, you know? And, and it gets, it it does get a lot. Like after Mm. you have people there all the time and you, you know, they have your whole day mapped out so precisely, you know, from with on a time schedule, uh, when, when you are in rehab that it's like, you know, it, it can be a lot. So, uh, that, that was an interesting perspective he had there, but, um, yeah, shout out to Brooks rehab there in Jacksonville. And then, uh, I, I saw that he posted, um, yesterday and, and his, uh, his Instagram handle is wheelchair Chino. And he had on, uh, it, it, there was a, a, a visual artist named Sinja, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Um, who's doing an incredible, like documentary type thing about uh, Gabriel's story, and it you know it was it, it looked amazing. Like the the little uh, preview that I saw yesterday that I shared on my on my Instagram story. So hopefully anybody can check that out. Uh, it's S I N J A. So go give him a follow as well as Wheelchair Chino and. Yeah, I'm just I'm so I'm so glad that I did this that we did this interview that oh yeah that yeah. Gabriel was open to it and that we were able to make it work because I I think his his message can go a long way to helping people dealing with this injury. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm glad that it turned out this way because you know like you said it could have been somebody that's just totally depressed, <laughs> sad, right, right. you know like woe is me and kind of an Eeyore thing. But yeah, yeah but um, you know. No, this was incredible. Like yeah. I, I hope everybody enjoyed it, and I, I, I really enjoyed doing it. And I think, uh, you know, Gabriel's a hell of a guy, and you know, can't wait to see what what he's able to accomplish. Yeah. So, but yeah, well, you know, this is uh, you know, we're coming to the end of a of a long episode today. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, please like, share, rate, review, and you know, give us a follow if you don't already. Live to walk again on instagram facebook twitter actually it's live to walk one the number one on twitter uh but yeah check us out follow along live to walk appreciate everyone and uh yeah thanks ricardo for coming down recording this and uh, we'll we'll be back next week yeah everybody have a good week till then <laughs>